Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Greetings and salutations. Welcome, everyone, to Inspirational Soul Expressions. I'm your host, Mahogany Brown, and I'm joined by my co-host, my cohort, Mr. Soul Williams. Once again, welcome to tonight's show as we are in the month of February, the month of love, the month of affection and appreciation. We're starting off this month appreciating our youth, our next generation. So many times teenagers are talked down upon and we speak about how they're in the news and how all the bad things they're doing, but very rarely do we see the praise and the accolades of our young people. So tonight, we are very, very blessed and very humbled at the opportunity to speak with a young lady by the name of Jay. We actually had the opportunity of meeting with her in Nashville, Tennessee for an event that we were at with Miss Lydia Born to Write Cook. So definitely a big shout out to her for making this connection happen. That event was surrounding cervical awareness, and we definitely would not even be able to spotlight or highlight Jay this evening without the blessing of her mother. So I definitely do want to thank her as well for allowing Inspirational Soul Expressions to be a platform for Jay this evening. We also want to shout out as well to our illustrious CEO, our leader, Mr. Black Eyes himself. Without him, without the vision for the POET Radio Network, there would not be a platform, so we do thank him. Once again, welcome to the show, everyone. So, Williams, how's it going tonight? I'm going good. I'm doing good. How about you, my love? Blessed and highly favored. Definitely excited for tonight's show. Once again, yes. tonight, everyone, we are going to have Jay on the line, and I do notice that we may have some new callers on the line tonight supporting Jay this evening. So for those that may want to speak to her, give her a greeting, ask her a question, please feel free to dial star 8 at any point throughout the interview. Once again, that is star eight, so that you will be able to be placed in queue. We will be getting to Jay momentarily. And once again, Jay, if you'll be the first to dial star eight, just so we'll know you're in queue, and we'll go ahead and bring you in. And it looks like we do have our wonderful Jay on the line. Greetings and welcome to the show, Jay. How are you? No, this is this is just, I actually pressed it before you, before you said that. This is M. Dr. Poet here from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, uh, Hi, M. Dr. You're familiar. I know who you are, my dear. Well, we are appreciative of you. Um, I believe that you may have been at an event that she was at recently as well, right? Yes, yes. She, she. Uh, actually, that was that, that was my my first show. That's that was my home base. That I started when I first started, got when I getting doing my own thing. Uh, oh wow! Her, her and her mother was, has, has been a support from the beginning, and it was it was last year around the same time when she showed up at my show with a notebook. And uh, I've been knowing her mom for a minute. I've been trying to get her mom to speak, but she wouldn't speak. Uh, and <laughs> okay. when, I asked, when I asked Jay to get up, she was she was you know she was timid at first, but I knew like like it, like all artists. You know, during, if you go through the show, you don't get pulled to the stage. And I think she had that notebook, and and 
sure enough, by the end of the night, she she got up there and, and killed it. <laughs> she did an amazing job. And, and last night was kind of my, re, my reunion show uh, back to that spot because I haven't done, been there in a year. And, uh, oh, wow. She, and so the last it was it was magical last last night and for her to come through and I haven't seen her uh, in in a while and she came and blessed the mic yet again and and I was able to see the the growth and the strength in her pen uh, as well as her mother because she she got up there as well and hit the mic hit the mic so it's I just wanted to come through tonight and show my love and support. Oh, my goodness. Well, I am definitely glad that you did come on tonight. I'm looking forward to hearing the mother speak as well. Uh, We had, like, a brief encounter that we were able to speak in Nashville this past weekend. But she was a little shy as well, that they're coming out of their shell. So what better way to do it than to keep pushing that pen? And I believe that she may have some hidden talents that may have not even been revealed to you. So I'm hoping that you are able to learn some new things about Jay this evening as well. Absolutely. It's all a, all a learning process. I'm just happy to see that she's actually doing it. This, that's, that's, Absolutely. We're excited. We're going to ask you our first team spotlight. So we're very excited, too. We we had a team show on the Coit Network before, but we ha- never have done really like a team spotlight. We're mm. actually being able to highlight and spotlight our youth. So we're extremely excited as this is our premiere launching and definitely to have Jay start off the show. So it's been an amazing ride. It's, and it's, it's necessary, you know. And I, I speak in my own story. This was that this platform was was how I kind of was a practice for him, and and just to get on the phone, just to be in the live in a show without having to go nowhere. And and so and I and for it to be when I got out and started doing it, a lot of people in that don't even know that Nashville have a platform like this. And and so it's to now see. Somebody that I know, <laughs> a teenager at that, doing it and doing the same, following the same steps. It's 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 lovely to see from my end, and it's I'm 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 blessed and honored to to even call in and for me to even be the first one on the phone to talk to her. <laughs> uh, I just want to I, I just want to say is is uh, Jay, if you're listening, congratulations, Queen. You 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 on the right path. You're doing a great job. Your mother is doing a great job as well, and all love from MDOT, and that's that juice. And that's that juice. You better get that juice right. I think she may be on the line, so I'm going to try to bring her in. I don't want to keep her on hold. Um, I see another hand that immediately went up at the onset of the show, not a Tennessee number. So we're going to try our luck and see if we do have Jay. Hello, is this Jay on the line? Yes. Hey, Jay. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good, and you? I am doing well, my dear. And you already got love coming to the show. Did you get an opportunity to hear Enza? Yes, I did hear him, and I want to thank him for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are extremely excited, and the love is just going to continue to flow throughout the show. We want you to feel comfortable. Um, I, I talked to you a little earlier, so it sounds like the nerves may be down a little bit. Um, but we just want you to feel at home. Take your socks off, you know, kick back in the recliner. <laughs> and just have a good time. That's what it's about. Cool, cool. <sighs> I'm really excited to be here. Like, honestly, just to be on the live radio, so I'm really excited about that. Well, oh, we yeah. are excited as well, and so we're yes. just on the line as well. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> How you doing, Jay? All I'm right. Good. So, so you, you loosen up? Okay. 
You ready? I am. All yeah. right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one thing to remember. A poet always ready. Always. We're excited to have you and, you know, have you here, you know. Thank you again for assisting me in my piece that I did at the event. And, um, no that's real, you know, and uh, it was surprise because I saw something in you. I just didn't know what it was. And surprise, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but uh, I'm excited. I'm sure everybody else on the line is excited to hear um, what you have to say. And uh, it's a pleasure, uh, pleasure to meet you. You know, thank you for coming to the show. Likewise, King. Thank you, thank you for the invite. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We're gonna link up, bro. We're gonna link up. Absolutely. So, uh, without further ado, um, Faye, uh, take it away, Mama. All right, all right, all right. Well, of course, tonight we're gonna give Jay the platform definitely to share her expressions, to share her talents with us tonight. And once again, thank you, Mom, for coming and allowing for her to be on our platform this evening. But before we just deep dive in this poetry thing, we want to let you know a little bit about Jay. So we're going to give her the opportunity to let you all know who she is beyond her expression, because she's a young teenager in the city of Nashville. And, and honestly, you know, when you think back to when you were a teenager, people, the things that were going on is a completely different world now. So I want to give Jay the opportunity to speak of her life, you know, what she's doing at this time beyond poetry. And then we're going to deep dive, and we're going to go into her mind, we're going to go into her intellect, get into that poet in her, and definitely inspire mom maybe to come back onto the next show. So who knows? Because I know mom is listening. So, Jay, once again, welcome to the show. I see there is a lot of new callers that just chimed in. So for those that are just tuning in, you are now tuned in to Inspirational Soul Expressions under the wonderful network of POET. Poet Network, I'm your host, Mahogany Brown, joined by Mr. Soul Williams. Tonight is the launching, the launching of preparing us for our future. We're celebrating our youth. We're celebrating a team that goes by the name of Jay. So without further ado, I'm going to let Jay tell you all a little bit about herself. Um, <laughs> honestly, I don't know what to say. It's, um, all I've ever really did was, like, write. I've always, at first when I was younger, I know that I wanted to be a musician, like, Music was really a part of me. I just write songs and things like that, and then I started to get into poetry. And it just, it, I don't know what it did, but it was just, it always helped me get out my feelings. Like, I've always been really, it's been really hard for me to always express myself, especially when I'm face-to-face with somebody, but, like, getting a pen and a piece of paper, and I'm all for it. Like, that's all that I do, so it's, it's uh, it's just amazing to be here and be able to share share what I do with you know everybody. I never thought I'd actually be here. <laughs> well, you are here live and direct on inspirational soul expressions. Now, I didn't know that music was a love for you, so let's kind of speak to that. When did you grow that love for music? What did you sing in a choir, or how did that love come about for you? Um. The first time that I remember falling in love with music was when I heard Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. And I just, I fell in love with her song and with her voice, and that's how that started. Then I started listening to Jennifer Hudson and Aaliyah, and that really how I was like, oh, my gosh, I want to be a musician. That's something that I have to. I want to be that. And as I kind of developed, it was kind of like, I still want to be music, but I'm really just, I want to write too. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna do multiple things. I just stick to one thing. 
No, you know, Jay, a lot of times in music and poetry kind of intertwined. They're kind of intermingled, shall we say. A lot of people say a song or a rap is just a poem put to the melodies, it's put to some instruments per se. So did you ever think about as far as writing songs or were you just really just for the listening ear of music? I was writing for a while. Um, I was just saying when I was about eight, I was writing songs. I haven't wrote a song since I was maybe about ten. And from that point on, I was just doing I was just writing poems. Music, music is still something that I, that I love. It's just something that I love doing. I listen to it, like, all the time. And I'm just, I pay attention to lyrics and things like that. But, you know, poetry is morally what, I, what I'm into now. I haven't wrote a song in a while. Now, let me ask you this. Definitely at the age of 8 and 10 there, Jay, you know, a lot of times most, most young ladies may be trying on clothes and posing in front of a mirror and taking pictures. So what actually catapulted that desire and the eagerness to begin writing poetry even at that age? Well, my mom, she she, she used to show me poems that she wrote when she was in high school. She even told me that she got published before when she was in high school. So that pushed me. And also my dad, my dad, he used to write a little bit too. And I was kind of like, well, I'm going to try my hand at it. I wonder how it would be if I wrote. So I tried it. I fell in love with it. Mm. Now, being that this became a love for you, and I know that your mother was extremely proud, what was that experience like? Because, you know, you can always look at other people's writings, but when you finally wrote your very first poem, per se, and showed it to your mother and father, what were those feelings that you felt? Well, a lot of my poetry, it was – it was always about my personal experiences. It always was my personal feelings. To actually write my first piece and have my parents look at it, it was, and to see their reactions afterwards, it made me feel really good because it's kind of like they would critique me. They were like, okay, what you're going to do this, you have to fix this. we got to work on your grammar. we got to work on your hammer and things like that. But they were also um, giving me the good side of what I wrote. You know, it's very, it has a very vivid picture. You can definitely see what you're talking about. You can picture which is what goes on in my writing. It's best what pushed me to do it more and write more because I'm like, I really do want to have my writing give a message, not just like you hear it and you're like, oh, I love it. I want you to hear it and understand it. I want you to get a message from my writing too. Now, I know this may be a tricky one, or you may have to think about this, Jay, but as we speak about you writing and sharing those experiences in your personal life at that time and putting it to paper, do you recall the title of your first piece? My first piece was, (laughs) Uh, I want to say my first piece was Take Me Home, and it was about my mom, and it was about me, my dad, and my little sister. It was around the time my dad had moved back to Illinois, and I wanted, and I wanted to be with him. You know, my dad was I always wanted to be with my dad. I was such a daddy's girl when I was younger, and when I found out that he was moving back to Illinois, it was kind of like I want to go back there. I didn't get to grow up in Illinois as much as I wanted to. My my mom and my dad they tell me stories about how they used to grow up all the time about all the things that they used to do when they grew up down there, and I'm like I miss that. I want to do that. This is when we're just doing that type of stuff in the city. So taking me home was just saying that basically I wanted that childhood that my mom and my dad had. Now, as we speak about wanting that childhood, because a lot of times things that you want, things that you envision, things that you imagine 
typically come out laid out on paper, Jay. So I know a lot of people are now getting here feel that, hey, you know, we have a musical interest, we have a songwriting interest, we have a poetry interest as well. But beyond those interests, there's also an interest for short storytelling. So I wanted to ask you, when did you start writing your short stories? Um, I think my first story I wrote when I was about, I'm in fifth grade, so I was about 12 when I started writing it. Um, I was I was really young, so everything that I was writing about, I was kind of, um, I was writing it about me and my friends. And the, I still actually have the book that I wrote, and I never finished it. From like, I'm 15 now, and I started the book when I was 12, and I still haven't finished it. But it was a book um, about me and my friends. We were all in high school, and basically, we were gonna we were gonna go on this trip to the Bahamas, and we would and through before the time of us even going to the trip, we were face all type of problems and heartbreak and betrayal and things like that. And like I said, I still haven't finished that book, and I feel like that once I actually finish it, it'll be it'll be great. I'm, I'm kind of lost on it, you know, writer's block. That's how I am with that. Now, that's a big point that you bring up, Jay, because a lot of adults deal with writer's block. So how is it that you deal with writer's block even beyond the book and the short story when it comes to just a poem, when your mind is just all over the place? How do you handle it? What works best for you? Well, um, generally, I get I start looking at stuff around me. Um, I might read other poems. I might read other stories. I might listen to music. Um, I might just, like, sit down and think. You know, make sure that it's quiet. I be off. Um, I isolate myself, and I start to think about. It. I'm like, okay, what am I trying to? What am I trying to say in this poem? What's my message? What am I trying to get across in this poem? And it'll take me a few days, but then I'll get it. And I'll be like, oh, that'll sound great there. Or sometimes I'll go back and be like, I don't really like how that sounded, so I'll take that out and add something else in. So just being able to either have peace and quiet or getting inspiration from other things around me is basically how I do with my writer's book. Now, to speak about, you know, looking to other things, reading on other poetry as far as different poets and poetess, and being able to clear that writer's block, what are some of the most memorable or remarkable or even, can I say, inspirational poets that have inspired you beyond your mother and father? I know they've made a huge impact, but when you begin to look at other poets, what are some of your favorites? Um, my Angelou, definitely. I, the first time, uh, the first poem I've ever heard by her was, um, I can't even think of the name. I don't her most famous poem. But I fell in love with it, and I was like, I'm going to be like my Angelou. She was my inspiration. And then my mom introduced me to Dot, and she let me read his book. And I was like, oh, that's why I love it. And it inspired me to keep writing, keep doing what I was doing. So Dot and my Angelou are definitely my top two favorite poets. Now, let's speak about that, because MDOT kind of gave us a little introduction, um, shall I say, a prerequisite to here for Jay this evening. So when you were there at his venue, you had your notebook. Did you did you have any plans or intentions of getting on stage? I did. My mom, she was like, Jay, it's just poetry tonight, you know, it's at a kid-friendly place, and I want you to go. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm cool with that. So we went, and I was like... I'm going to grab my notebook. I might get a little bold tonight. I might go up there and perform. And my mom saw me grab it, and she said, are you going to perform? I was like, I'm thinking about it. Maybe I will. And I had already had the peace in mind that I wanted to perform and everything. But when I got there, 
I had lost, like, every bold bone in my body just completely, like, faded. I was like, I don't even want to go up there. And my mom was like, you can do it. I was like, no, I don't want to go up there. And then in that season, like I, like he said, he saw me with the notebook. And that was, I guess that was what you could say, immediately attracted him to me to be like, she has a notebook. She's going to perform something. That was my mindset at first. But then when I got there, I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. But, you know, after being in the environment for a while, you know, he he pushed me up there, and the environment pushed me up there. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And afterwards, getting the reactions that I got and the smile from my mom and the reaction from M got, it definitely made me want to keep performing and being able to practice with my performances. So let me ask you this, because you've done quite a lot. Um, a lot of people don't even know how to put their thoughts on paper. What are your next aspirations as it relates to your pen? Do you plan on doing more spoken live events? Um, can we anticipate maybe a poetry book coming out as well from you? My mom, she, she knows I love writing, so she wants to try and find me a publisher. And when that happens, I'm going to take it further. I'm going to start typing my poems up, you know, because mainly my poems are in my phone because I'm not always on a pen in paper, so I have to type it up first. Mm-hmm. So when she finds the publisher, I will definitely want to be making a book. And writing more poetry is definitely in the future for me. And live performances, I want to start doing that too because um, it's the reactions that I got when I performed last night, I absolutely loved it. So I was like, I'm going to keep doing this. I want to keep getting those reactions. I want to I want to be critique, see what I can do better, you know, see what I did do good. So doing my live performances is definitely in the making. Now, being that we are talking about poetry, Jay, and I did have the wonderful opportunity of hearing a piece that your mother had on her phone, but I do want to give the callers on the line, those that may be in the chat room or on the event page, an opportunity to also hear your expression. So if I could ask that you pick any poem of your choosing, it could even be your first poem if you still have it, um, but any poem of your choice at this point, just to express yourself. Okay. Um, actually, I have a piece that I want to perform for you all. I just wrote it a few days ago. Well, I just finished it a few days ago, and I'm already 11 after. I performed it last night with the inbox. Absolutely excited. So this is a new piece. So I definitely love that and greatly appreciate the willingness to bring a piece that you just presented last night. So we are ready. I'm sure the callers on the line are excited. So whenever you're ready, Jay, the stage is yours. All right. This piece is called All of Me. I hate how emotional I am. The fact that little things make me cry, even being yelled at makes me cry. Seeing my baby sister and mama cry affects me. I try to push my emotions to the side. I try not to feel because of the words of my daddy. I'm too simple. I cried too much, which when I heard that, I cried even harder. Tears stains on my pillows, poems, stories, and essays. I can't even stand the fact they're all dried up now. I hate how dark skin I am. I thought I was too dark. I said it. I turned the lights out. You couldn't see me. All you would see is my shadow moving around. Given the name Blackbird by the family member called the family house and his cousin, niece, granddaughter, daughter, Thank you. 
I hate how much of a nerd I am. The festival I'd rather fade in or read a book without the pain, but my favorite book, I've never blew some Sharon Draper. I go full up to stand by the book with Facebook friends. I sit up in my room around. Yay. Jay, I did not want to interrupt you, but I definitely want to make sure that the callers are able to embrace the piece. When you're doing that piece, it's as though you're very, very far away. It's almost like a whisper. So I don't know if you put me on speaker or came off of a headset, but I'm barely able to hear you. So if we could make an adjustment and then if you could bring back all of me just so that they're not missing any of it. Can you hear me now? Um, I can hear you. It's still a little faint, though. Uh, and are, are you are you are you currently riding? Are you traveling? Okay. Jay, can you still hear me? Okay, can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you a lot better. Crystal clear. I just and I didn't want anybody <laughs> to miss it because I'm excited about your pen. I'm hearing bits and pieces. So I know if I'm struggling, they probably are as well, and we don't want to miss this opportunity for you. So if it's not too much to ask, Jay, if you could start it back over for us so everyone can hear it. Okay. I hate how emotional I am. The fact that little things make me cry, even being yelled at makes me cry. Seeing my baby sister or mama cry affects me. I try to push my emotions to the side. I try not to feel it because in the words of my daddy, I'm too sensitive. I cried too much, which when I heard that, I cried even harder. Here's things on my pillows, poems, stories, and essays. I can't even stand the fact they're all dried up now. I hate how dark-skinned I am. I felt I was too dark. They said if I turned the lights out, you couldn't see me. All you would see is my shadow moving around. Given the nickname Blackbird by the family member close to me, I was the darkest cousin, niece, granddaughter, daughter. They compared to burnt chicken by the cousins who claimed I was their favorite. See, I felt I was too dark. I hate how big my thighs are. When I sit down and they expand, even when I stand up, they don't get any better. No matter how many stretches, lifts, squats, or whatever else I do, they won't get smaller. And I hate it. I hate how much of a nerd I am. The fact I would have rather stayed in and read a book, and not just any book, my favorite book, November Blues by Sharon Draper. I go bowling with a fan rather than to go to a team cup with friends. I sit up in my room and write poetry rather than sit up on my friends at 2 a.m. talk about whatever. And just because I care about my education, they call me weird. I hate how often big my hair is. Ask, why are you wearing your hair like that? What, like this? That's when I put my head down. I try to turn my fingers in my hair but failed. My curls too tight, so I tried to straighten my hair that night, but even that didn't work. But then... I learned to love myself. So now I love how emotional I am because I have more compassion than them, because I can recognize when someone is playing with me, because I know I can correct myself, because I can find happiness regardless of my fears. I love how dark skin I am. It makes me stand out. It makes me. There is no dark skin versus light skin. There's no light skin winning or dark skin winning because melanin is in it. So I ain't as dark as I thought I was. I love how much of an art I am because having those good grades, makes mama proud of me. Reading a lot expands my vocabulary. Paying attention to things around me makes me understand more. Being able to participate in all conversations to understand makes me proud. I love how rough and thick my hair is. But it's not even rough. It's just really curly. The fact that I can just play on my curls, style it in different ways, my hair sets me apart from them. I love the curly hair that defines my head. Point is, I love me. All of me. That's it. 
And that is that piece, Jay. And I thank you for bringing it back for us again. I, I realize, you know, the world of technology and phones, it gets a little difficult, but I thank you for willingly bringing the piece back. Um, I know this is your first time on the show. Uh, some of our common callers on the show, they already know the rundown when the show comes. So I'm going to give that back to you because, see, I want you to know that I'm paying attention, very close attention, and I'm glad that you selected that piece, Jay, because right now, of course, we are celebrating Black History Month, although it should be 365 days a year by all means. But what you presented in this piece is the plight of so many African-American young girls that are growing up and hating themselves a lot of time because of the visions that they see on the TV screens or the visions that they see in the magazines, and they don't fit that mold. So I, I hate how emotional I am. This is even for adults. So this is such a relative piece. That's why I love it, because anybody can relate to this. When you see your mom and your sister cry, it affects you. How can it not affect you, you know? Because I know if I see my mom and my sister cry, it's going to affect me. The tears sink on the pillow. How many girls, how many young ladies have went to bed crying, waking up to those tear stains upon their pillow, just wanting to be able to push the emotions to the side? How, how many of us struggle with that? And I, too, am a dark-skinned woman. And it also brings me back to the piece that Lydia actually did in Nashville about the darkness in the side, because you begin to embrace and love that dark beauty. I, I cry too much. It's called being sensitive or a crybaby. I've been called that too, Jay. Now, one thing that really touched me and really got me just stirred up over here, you said, you know, the, the jokes were made, the lights go out and you can't see me, being given the nickname of Blackbird by a close family relative. That speaks to a whole other platform because people don't realize the harm that goes through in the world. Hating how big my thighs are, regardless of how many squats you do, you know, I, I can say it. I, I, I tried to do the dieting thing, Jay. I, I, I tried to do the exercising, too, but some of this just ain't going to go nowhere. I mean, that's just the reality of it. Hating that I'm a nerd. And I love how you spoke about the November blues, going back, appreciating the art of the African Americans that have come before us. Yes, it's okay to care about your education. It's okay that your curls are too tight. Learn to love them. Play with them. And when you begin to learn to love yourself and have more compassion, deciding happiness over sadness, loving all of you, expanding your vocabulary, because to be honest with you, no one in this world can love you before you love yourself. You teach people how to treat you. So when you were able to stand up for yourself and say, I love not just a bit or a portion of me, but all of me, that is magical. And I, I absolutely love it. And I, I thank you for bringing that piece. I'm going to allow Soul Williams to provide you his feedback on that piece as well. Man, I love that piece. I'm going to tell you, throughout this whole piece, right, I'm a hog, and I know you caught it, but you didn't mention it because I know how you break down, but with me, I have to. Your description, the way you describe every detail about you in this piece was awesome. It was unique. It's like when you first start writing, you decide, uh, do I want it to rhyme or do I want to just let it flow as sentences? You use your ink in a way that I haven't seen in a long, long time. 
you scripted every detail. And the point, the part that caught me the most is the part when you was talking about your hair. You said that somebody said something about uh, why you have your hair pinned up, and so you decide that you want to let it down. Describe to the point to why you like the way your twist of your curl. I mean, that was that was awesome. That was beautiful. I love that piece. Thank that you. Piece, that piece gonna take you a long way because that piece there is is you. You know what I'm saying? It, it's something that every young girl fight with, but to accept what comes at you and to still be able to look at yourself in the mirror and look at everybody else and say, I still love me, speaks a whole lot. That is strength, power, and, and a lot of wisdom in that piece. I love it. Thank you. That's when I was uh, when I was writing the pieces, actually, when I was thinking of the pieces, actually, when I first met the two of you guys, I was, when y'all were performing y'all pieces, I was like, I started thinking of mine, I was like, oh, that is going to be so great. And when I started adding more to it, I was like, I'm going to love that so much. And when I actually got finished with it and I read it over again, I said, oh, that is so awesome. And like I said, this is a piece that I performed last night when I was at um, MDOT's poetry uh, event, Perfect Cafe. <laughs> and the reactions that I got, when I put, after I was done performing it, it was it was so amazing. And when I performed it, that's actually what I was looking at. Because when at first when I performed, I didn't pay too much attention to reactions. So when I performed that, that's what I was looking for, the reactions. I wanted to see how people would react to this poem. And to actually hear you guys say that and the reactions from last night is, is really amazing because this is my most favorite piece that I've wrote so far. Well, I see why it is, and I, I definitely am a firm believer that this should be your signature piece. Now, exactly. one thing I wanted to say for you, um, Jay, and I, and I say this all in love, because I had to also cater to this as well, because you remind me a lot of me. You know, I must say that I'm going to be quite honest. A lot of people say that I talk too fast. And, I mean, I work in customer service. You got to hear me like, what you say, ma'am? I can't hear you. Yeah, and I only lot. bring that to your attention because – there are going to be times where you want to deliver a message, and it's all about what you give. Like you said, you always want to give a message, and someone may miss that message only because of the pace that you're comfortable with. So I'm not saying go super slow by all means because I will never, ever be able to go super slow. So I'm there with you. But I do ask that for your performances and as you grow as an artist, just to slow it down just a tad. Sometimes you have to actually think about it, and sometimes I have to count in my head, like, one, two, okay, and then kind of slow it down, because I did get some of that feedback in the chat room, and I did want to pass that along to you. Now, one thing I wanted to also address is because you've done poetry in live settings, you now can say that you also have been on a live radio show where you have also presented your poetry. Now, the reason I bring these two venues up is because a lot of times when you're giving pieces, it's very comfortable to do it around fellow poets and those that love the art. Have you had the opportunity to share your pen with your friends or your colleagues at school? And if so, how did they gravitate to it? Or maybe did you inspire them to start wanting to write their thoughts on paper? Um, a few. I've always shared my poetry with my teachers. That's for sure. Things that I've, uh, that I've wrote, uh, I've always shared those with my teachers. Um, and they're just, they're always, and especially my friends, like, they're always impressed, you know, with what I write. 
But when it comes to sharing my piece, my poetry and things like that, I'm very particular, selective about who I share it with. Like, there's not many people that I share my poetry with. And it's it's because of, like, the reactions that I might get because, you know, there's not a lot of people who's into what I'm into or not a lot of people who actually take time to see what I'm into. So I'm really selective about who I share what with. Now, you know what I'm going to do, Jay? I'm going to actually challenge you to do the opposite because they may not be interested only because they've not been exposed. So what if you're the person that actually exposes them to an art form? And I only mention that because in dealing with youth outside of my own children, there are frustrations that happen in young people's lives, and a lot of times they don't know how to handle that anger or handle the hurt, as you were talking about, you didn't get to move and you were thinking about the childhood and things of that nature. A lot of people don't know how to handle that. So then you start talking about trouble and things that happened that couldn't have been avoided. And had they known that, hey, I may not be able to say it to someone's face at this point, but I can write it down. So you may be the catalyst for change within your school to inspire a whole other medium. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I challenge you tonight. I challenge you to get your friends involved. Who's to say that you all can't start a poetry club at school? Who's to say that you all can't have a poetry set at school? Mm-hmm. Definitely something I'll you know I'm going to challenge you too. <clears throat> And the challenge is uh, maybe something that may be a little scary, but it'll help you. If you can find your beauty shop and ask them to allow you to recite that piece to them, that will help you, get, that will help you understand what your path is. Oh, that's a good challenge, though. <laughs> that's a good challenge. That's a good challenge. That's, that's a mile. That's a good challenge. I, I, I can promise you this, though. It will it will not be a regret if you do that. That same piece that you just that you just spit on here, it's like that same. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. I could try. Yeah, I'm I'm into new stuff. Definitely. Yeah, and we want you to feel more comfortable. And a lot of times it's about not even understanding how much of a gift you have in you. And I don't think that you've tapped truly into the gift and know how many opportunities that will be made available for you, Jay. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do something a little different as we do a team spotlight this evening. There are quite a few callers on the line, and I'm going to give you the opportunity, Jay, to come back as well. And if you want to give an excerpt from one of your short stories, if you want to give another poem, I will do that. But I want you to know that we love you here. And it is a place called home. Anytime you want to get on stage, per se, on a multi, multi-state matter, um, where you're able to reach people in different states, different countries, we'll always be a platform for you. And, and mom, since we, we're chiming in, you know, we, we got a platform for you, too, so don't, don't, don't fly away. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. And we spoke earlier, and I thank you once again because you didn't have to do this. Jay didn't have to do this. There are so many other things that a teenager, 15 years old, could be doing 
But what is she doing tonight? She's sharing her heart. She's sharing her expression, and her mother is allowing her to do so. So for that, we're forever thankful and humbled at the opportunity. I want to give you a bird's eye view of the love that's on the line. So what I'm going to do at this point in poets, callers, family members, friends, you don't have to share a piece. I know that's typically how we roll. But if you just want to say hey to her, give her words of encouragement, because that's what this show is about. It's about celebrating and encouraging our youth, because if we don't do it, what are we going to let the streets do? So without further ado, we actually have another network on the line as well, and I want to give them props and applause as well, because they could be preparing for another show or anything, but they chose tonight to come and celebrate UJ. So I'm going to be speaking again at this point, DSR Networks. To the lines, greetings and salutations. Welcome to the show, DSR. It's all love. What's going on? Hey, hey, what's going on? Enigmatic mahogany. You know, <laughs> what's going on, So Williams? What's going on, bro? Yeah, this crash of y'all party over here. And, uh, congrats <laughs> to y'all. Yeah, you well, know. you have truly missed your voice. I missed it. I, I, I figured it was you, but I didn't know who might have been representing DSR tonight, so I didn't want to call no names out in advance. But I, I thank you. Like I said, you could be doing yeah. anything else right now. You could be preparing for a show. You could be doing promos. But you out tonight showing love, and I appreciate that. Hey, well, thank you, Enigmatic. And, uh, no, tonight is uh, is free somewhat. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> you had to stop through. And uh, I mean, y'all are definitely a hard show to keep up with. Y'all even broadcasting when I'm on. Or I can't find y'all. Then y'all gone. Then y'all here. I'm like, well, damn, when they gonna come back? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we took a small break, just a small one. Um, and, and for those that don't know, I used to do a Friday and a Sunday show. Um, we kind of streamlined that down to Sunday only because of the live events that we're doing. So we're, we're here. We, we're not leaving again, I promise. All right, but uh, I'm going to send my uh, invitation on the early. Just make sure I get that early bird special seat. <laughs> <laughs> you already know, Kane Sage. You already know. <laughs> All right. And, uh, yeah, definitely, I've been enjoying the show. Uh, your feature over there, you know, she's really inspiring, you know, for her age. You know, it's a lot of... There's a lot of young people out here is becoming, uh, you know, true blue writers. And uh, that's uh, that really catches people off guard, you know, because, uh, I mean, you don't expect to see too much of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I heard she and if was... If we don't it, nurture it, we don't, we don't let it happen. If we don't nurture it, if we just let it get sunk down or get buried under, you know... We won't know these things, so that's why we try to make sure that we provide that platform for our young people. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, again, I want to say congrats to her, and um, I do have uh, I got an old piece for y'all. I mean, whenever y'all ready to hear it. Hey, well, let's do it, DSI. You know, Kane Sage, you know, we're going to give back. That's the way that we always do, Jay. Um, anytime that a future comes on and gives us their time, gives of their talents, their expressions, and their energy. We want you to know how much we appreciate you. So this is Kane Spade representing DSR Network. I'm going to give him the opportunity to give back to you the best way we know how through our poetic pen. So 
Once again, everybody, this is Kane Spade on the line. DSR represents. The stage is yours. All right. I'm going to give you all the piece called Destiny. Call me a writer. Destiny. I never believed. I laughed and thought it had nothing to do with me. Even now, I find it hard to believe. A bum with a laptop, my mental perception to help myself write. I sometimes tap my fingers on the side of the laptop, creating a beat that stains my mind. I don't know about destiny, but I'm inclined to be a poet if popular or unpopular. Celebrity status I never cared to be. Pieces flowing like the Yoshi, my fingers keep going, calling the poet freestyle. Give me the middle name, New Age Lyrical Child. I admit I can adapt to learn a poet's true death, comparing them to artists as they script lives of loved ones, their selves, family, and friends, strangers, all who cross their paths. Writers and poets are like drifters, traveling the world to script the truth, the truth that deciphers the meaning of life. And that's always on DSR all damn day in peace. When- I tell you, in peace, Kane State, deciphering the meaning of life. Destiny called me a writer. And, Jay, that's what Destiny did for you, called you a writer. Sometimes, you know, you can't believe it. Sometimes you find it hard to believe. Just a bum with a laptop. Just a teenager with some thoughts running through the mind, you know. Never thought about being a celebrity because that really wasn't the status that you were going for. You are going court freestyle, and that's really what you are about, learning the true depth. And that's what you learn about yourself every time you write in your pen, Jay. See, writers and poets, we're a family here. We're drifters, always, steadily, continuously deciphering the meaning of life. Thank you so very much, Kane Sade. Hey, thank you. Thank you. It's been a long time since I said this, you know, it's always good to hear you, Enigmatic Mahogany, the Rewind Poet. <laughs> oh. And you know, you have coined that name for me, so I love it. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one I know that can uh, rewind a person's whole piece into your own persona. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to let you know that I'm feeling it. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's how we do Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And uh, I want to keep y'all. I know y'all got other callers. Is it okay if I give a plug for my uh, next broadcast? Absolutely, because it's all about family growth and love. We are all doing the same thing, bringing about inspiration. And who's to say Jay may have another show coming up? So put it on after that. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next Sunday at 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern, is going down on TalkShoot.com on uh, DSR Presents, Full Purpose Pens with your host, Mr. Boston. You know, poetry in the building. He's going to be talking about uh, street life as the subject matter. We're going to have a rapper that will be featured by the name of Brandon from the Pennsylvania area. He's going to have his entertainment company in the building talking about the industry going down next Sunday night. All right, all right, all right. DSR presents the place to be next Sunday, 8.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as always, Kane State, it's a pleasure. Hey, thanks for having me.
Absolutely, dear. And the lines are just now lining up, Jay. I'm, I'm telling you, it's so many queens and kings in the building wanting to pour that love into you. So I'm going to open up a few more mics. And before I do that, Jay, did you want to bring in another piece this evening as well? Um, I, I can't wait to leave taking my call. All right. Well, you let me know when you're ready because, like I said, this is a conversation style. It's, it's a party over here, so we don't want you to get nervous. Don't be stressed. <laughs> when you feel the need to say, hey, Mahogany, I, I, I'm ready, I'm ready, just let me know. And uh-huh. I, I say, hey, we, we, our future, she wants to come back in tonight. We're going to show her <laughs> some love. So we're going to go to our next queen on the line. This is a woman that has rocked me through the years through the networks, through the various shows, and I greatly appreciate her. Some people call her Mother Witch, but I call her the all-around queen. Much love and appreciation, you call, always. <laughs> you call me Mama, and you call me all-around queen, and you call me Mother Witch, but I think your favorite one is to call me the all-around queen, and I love it. I think you're the only one that calls me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you are an all-around queen, Diva. Well, that's what poets have to do. We have to be the voice of the people, the voice of the times. And we have to first be our own voice for how we're feeling. And that's why I'm so proud of Jay. And um, I'm definitely, you know, giving kudos to her mom for noticing and encouraging the poet, the um, the, the poet in her daughter. You know, she definitely is a poetess. And I'm just, encouraged to hear that people love poetry enough to say to their daughter, look, you've got to do this. It's, I see something, a gift in you. And uh, you definitely have a gift, Jay. So I just want to tell you, you're doing a beautiful job. I'm waiting to hear more from you, and um, I'm going to be listening. Thank you. If anything, that's, uh, that's what my mom, she does. She's my support system, honestly. Like, I, I probably would have Stopped writing a while ago. My mom came to me like, "You gotta do this. You, this is what you really want to do. This is this what you love, and you gotta do it." So you know, a big shout out to my mom. She's just my main support system. I love so much for that. I had to bring out that old school and threaten them. No, Move your mouth a little bit away from the phone. It's, it's getting muffled. And slow down just a little bit because we want to hear what you have to say. That was me in the chat room saying, slow it down just a little tiny bit so we can hear every word of what you're saying, you know, and don't be afraid to say it. I mean, that's your feelings, and you want us to know how you're feeling so that we can maybe look at our grandchildren or our children and see if we notice any of those things in them, and we can show them that poem or let them hear that poem and say, look, you know, I think you might have been feeling this way because I have grandchildren that are, uh, all kind of hair, hair types, all kind of color types, and everything else. And you know, I wouldn't want any of them to um, to feel that way without knowing that it gets better once you accept yourself for who you are. And that's exactly what your poem let me know that it will get better once you appreciate your own self, love yourself first. And I really did like that poem. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to read a poem called A Rap. I just wrote it, and it's my first time reading it. And All it's a, right, well, you know the stage is yours, Queen. <laughs> it's, it's about what's going on. There's so much stuff going on, and we poets, we're trying to be all over the place, trying to write about all the stuff that's happening at the same time. 
But um, it's called a rap, and it goes like this. Something is wrong with this so-called nation. They hold in esteem the villains of this occupation. Something is wrong with their thinking. The people in this nation have turned against the victims, taking side with the predators. Something's gone awry. Something is not right. Murderers get protected. Scammers get protected. And pedophiles get a free pass. Wrong is the new right. Radiation Radiation has cooked their brains. Radiation in the soil, Wi-Fi in the schools, acid is in the rain. Nothing is the same. They have all gone insane. The conscientious take the blame, while unconscious people get excused. Nothing is fair. Something is not right. Even the children are not safe. Seems that evil now rules. This is a nation of fools. Radiation in the food. Serious. Something serious. Seems like a bad spell. This is a serious situation. This nation is not well. Wrong is the new right. Radiation has cooked brains. Acid is in the rain. Nothing is the same. And the so-called leaders have gone insane. They're hiding everything. Nothing is done in the light. Too many secrets and lies. Those who are willing are not able, and those who are able are not willing. Oh, say, can you see? Tumorous fish in the sea. Something must be done. The time has surely come. Perhaps it's a wrap. America and the world's inhabitants are finished, as in done. End poem. End poem. And this is the reason why I call this Dynamic Woman All Around Queen, why it's my favorite um, of her coin names. Because in every piece that All Around Queen presents, she presents truth, she presents wisdom, she presents awareness, she gives us food for thought, she gives us nutritional facts. There's so many things that she covers in various pieces, and she's so sporadic with her pen. And I say that because she's not just one level. She can take you to various different levels. She'll have you crying one poem, laughing the next poem. It's just what she does. And honestly, with what we're faced with on a day-to-day basis, definitely after the elections, and this is not the only one that has us all arrived, but it wonders, is, is this a wrap? Something is wrong with this nation with the thinking that's going on, people have turned against the victims. Murderers and scammers are getting protected. Radiation has cooked their brains, do we wonder? There's acid in the rain, Wi-Fi in the schools. Unconscious are, are getting excused. Children are just not safe anymore. See, it's the nation that's at fault now. It's become a serious situation. Our nation is not well. Leaders have gone insane. Nothing is done in the light. It's able, not willing is the sad thing. That was the key phrase in that piece for me. Those that are able are not willing. Something must be done. Otherwise, it's just going to be a wrap. And that is that piece from this all-around queen. 
Well, no, nothing has changed over here. You still give me goosebumps when you read. When you read. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I miss you. I have missed you, too, and I am so glad that you had the opportunity to come on for this evening. Because, like I said, this is a show, although we're launching it tonight, it's not going to be every Sunday, but we are making it a point to celebrate our youth and provide a platform and a stage. Because, like she says, a lot of her friends, she's worried that they may not take an interest to this. Well, right now on this show, she has so many other lovers of the arts on the line with her. So I thank you all for that. And what we're going to do, Jay, is... I'm sorry, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to hear more from Jay. All right. Well, you got it. We're going to give her a few moments to get some things together. But what we're going to do is we're going to bring in some more love expressions for her as she prepares herself. So it's always all around Queen. It's a place called home. Don't be no stranger. All right. I'll be there. All right, love. All right, we've heard from all around Queen and Kane Spade in the building. We have a couple of northern Middle Tennessee callers on the line, so I want to see if one is MDOT, and then we're going to go to a couple more. And then, Jay, we're going to come right back to you, giving you the opportunity to do what you do best, expressing yourself. Let's see who we have on the line. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Inspirational Soul Expressions. Who do I have on the line tonight? Northern Middle Tennessee, can you hear me? Going once, going twice, may just be listening or maybe end up. Going to our next caller on the line. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the show. Who do we have on the line, Central Minnesota? All right, all right. Central Minnesota. All right, all right. Got me on speakerphone. I'll come back to you. <laughs> and I believe that's end out on that line. So let's go to our next caller. Looks like we have West Maryland in the building. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to the show. Who do we have on the line tonight? Caller, can you hear me? Everybody want to be on mute. Y'all want to hear me talk. Y'all want to hear me and Jay. Is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody wants to hear Jay. So I, I don't want you to feel pressured, Jay, but I think everyone's listening for another piece or even an excerpt from your short story. Um, were you prepared at this point, or did you want it to kind of bounce back to me and soul at this point? Um, I, I can perform another piece. All right. The moment that you all have been waiting for, asking in the chat room, Jay is coming back to the stage, live and direct, inspirational soul expressions. The stage is yours. And just remember, we're going to slow it down just a tad on this one, okay? All right. Thanks, love. <laughs> so the name of this piece is called First Love. Mm. <laughs> my first love I held in my hand. My first love I could confess all my sins and troubles to. My first love gave me pleasure. My first love stole my first kiss. To the point where I smiled when I looked at it, I smiled where my cheekbones hurt. My first love took another, hold on, I actually messed up. Let me start over for a second. <laughs> my first love I held in my hand. My first love I could confess all my sins and troubles to. My first love gave me pleasure. My first love stole my first smile. To the point where I smiled when I looked at it, I smiled where my cheekbones hurt. My first love took my first kiss. For a piece that I love so much, I had to show my affection to. 
and that's when he took it. My first love was the first to see me cry. And when my tears fell, it stained him. When I cried, he made me tell him everything as I held him in my hand. I was hesitant, but he was my first love. My first love was the first one to have my trust. Like I said, I can confess my sins and my troubles to him, and he wouldn't judge. He wouldn't even budge when I did so. He let me know he was listening. And when I was done, I continued to hold him in my hand. My first love held my hand when I was scared. When I was afraid to speak, he spoke for me. When I was afraid of the dark, he gave me a glimpse of light. When I was blind to the unknown, he gave me the ability to see. He held my hand through the darkness. My first love kept my first secret. Written between the blue wide lines, he kept my first secret and still has never told a soul. I met my first love when I was five years old, and he's still good to me. My first love stole my smile, the first to see me cry, the first to have my trust. He took my first kiss. My first love saw my first girl held my hand through it. He kept my first secret in his wide blue lines, then kept it in his folded sheets. My first love I held in my hand, for he never left. I held him between my fingers. Gray words written between those white, wide blue lines. I held him in my hand for my first love is poetry. And that's that piece. And that is that piece. And that, I, I fell in love with that. Because a lot of times, what you'll notice in the poet group, Shay, there'll be various challenges that are given as far as pieces to write. And one of the first primary pieces or challenges that's given is about what poetry means to you or who are you. So this particular piece speaks volumes. A lot of times people refer to teenagers and puppy love, but this description that you provided, the imagery, the metaphors of that first love, I, I just fell in love. It was, it was amazing. It, it gave you pleasure. It showed the first kiss, smiled where your cheekbones hurt. So you held that love in your hands, confessing to, never worried about who you were going to tell. Showing affection is something that you had to do. See, because this first love was the first to see you cry, holding them in the palms of your hands, first to hold your trust. See, when you couldn't speak, when the words would not come out of your mouth, it was the first to be able to hold your trust. It spoke for you, gave you a glimpse of light, Kept your first secret and to date back all the way to the ages of five. And guess what? That pen is still good to you. It never left. It was the moment that you fell in love with poetry. A lot of people speak about, you know, when was the first time you fell in love with hip-hop? This is your answer in the poetical sense of the first time you fell in love with poetry. Now, I'm going to kind of go full circle here, Jay, because you mentioned one of the poets that you admired and were inspired by was Maya Angelou. And throughout this interview, the piece that comes to my mind as I'm hearing everything that you have presented tonight is a specific piece. And this is why I actually want to bring in a particular piece for you. This is not mine by far. I'm not on that level as of yet. However, I want to celebrate a great poet in you and a great poet in Maya Angelou. There's a lot of times when you say that, you know, I don't know how my friends may take it. When I could not speak it into existence, I spoke it into the pen. 
where you fell in love with poetry. A free bird leaps on the back of the wind and floats downstream till the current ends and dips his wings in the orange sun's rays and dares to claim the sky. But a bird that stalks down his narrow cage can seldom see through his bars of rage. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The cage bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown but long for still. And his tune is heard on the distant hill for the cage bird sings of freedom. The free bird thinks of another breeze, and the trade wind stalks through the sign trees, and the fat worms waiting on a dawn bright lawn, and he names the sky his own. But a cage bird stands on the graves of dreams. His shadow shouts on a nightmare scream. His wings are clipped and his feet are tied, so he opens his throat to sing. The cage bird sings with a fearful trill of things unknown, but long for still and his. Tune is heard on the distant hill, for the cage bird sings of freedom. Tonight, you have given us so much of yourself, Jay. Because not only have you told us about your first love and how you came into that relationship with poetry, you also showed us how to love oneself. You were transparent. And that by far, my dear, I say will take a poet to various heights unknown. Because when you can be transparent and when you can give your story, that's when it truly touches people. And for those that don't get your piece, it's not meant for them to get it, Jay. If they don't like it, oh, well, let's keep pushing. Because those words, it's like your blood leaking out on that paper. And that gift is not just in you to stay in you. It's there to reach the masses, to reach the world. So I applaud you. I applaud your mother for allowing, just like all around Queen said, for feeding that dream, for not silencing it. Because today, Jay, you sing, and you will continue to sing. And I look forward to when you finish that book, I look forward to being able to come to your live engagement. I look forward to working with you further because we're also doing live events here in Huntsville, Alabama, where we will be highlighting youth as well. So I look forward to the many great things that you shall accomplish. These are just the beginning days. There's no telling where you or your mother will end in this poetic realm of expression. So, William, I'm going to allow you to speak to Jay very quickly because I, I keep my word. I keep my word. We're going to try to get it out of here in an hour. You know, we have school and everything else the following morning. But once again, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to speak to Jay. Jay, I want you to come in and say your final words. And then last but not least, if your mother wants to come behind you, she can. Definitely want to give her that stage and opportunity as well. So once again, either Jay or Jay's mom will be the final voice that you will hear tonight. But I want to thank everyone tonight for tuning in, the beginning of making a difference, in supporting, encouraging, celebrating, and highlighting our youth. So, Williams, the stage is yours. I would like to thank Jay and her mom for coming through tonight and uh, expressing it. So, you know, um, tonight, you know, uh, Jay is, is the night where you, Really open your, you know, the door yourself because you know you came on, you did a good job, and you know reciting your pieces, and you know you start to answer the questions. 
So, you know, this is the beginning of being a poet. You know, it's going to be opportunities where it's going to start coming out of the blue for you. And you 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 know when you're ready. You know, you, you're ready now. You know, just when you get comfortable with it, it's going to take you a long, long way. And I'm, I'm, I'm honored to have you on here. And I'm, I look forward to, you know, seeing more. Thank you. Um, I'm going to let my mama close it out, but I do got um, a few words I want to say. First of all, I want to say thank you to Mahogany and Soul for uh, letting me come out here and um, say, say my pieces. Like, I was, like, when you guys first met me, I'm I'm really shy, especially when it comes to expressing myself and when it comes to my, just, like, my personal thoughts, I'm really shy when it comes to that. And you, uh, the two of you really tried to push me out of here, and being on the, on the show, it helped me do that. So I'm definitely trying to get out of my shyness shell. And so like I said, I really appreciate you guys for letting me come out, for letting me be on the show and being able to express myself with that. Well we absolutely appreciate you, love you and we are looking forward to provide that platform as much as you want. Um, and I, I promise that your mother or you would be the last word, so I'm not going to say anything else. You all will hear from me next week. Um, but definitely congratulations, Jay. It's been an amazing experience. Congratulations, Mom, because without you, this could not be possible. Thank you. Um, like I said, I just really appreciate Mahogany and Soul for opening up platforms like this for our youth and for our our uh, general adult talent as well. And thank you for uh, encouraging her and letting her know that it's not just her mom or not just her <laughs> close relatives that see this talent in her. Thank you for everybody that called in and listened. And, yes, I will continue to encourage her to explore any avenues that she's interested in. And um, and thank you all for, for uh, like I said, letting her know that it's not just mom. <laughs> absolutely well there's a world of us and thank you all once again thank you thank you thank you as always we end out and say continue to inspire and don't be afraid to be an inspiration we'll see you all next week be blessed good night everyone blessings Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.